Hi, this is Dr. Dan with the PTSD Academy podcast, episode number 23. This is pet therapy for PTSD. Many people are familiar with the idea of having a PTSD service animal or a emotional support animal. In the U.S. at least, the American Disability uh, Act now covers PTSD as one of the main diagnoses for which you have rights. So I've put together some resources and a course on the website now to walk you through the next several categories. I wanted to give you an outline and notice here that uh, I'm into that sort of thing. And I have two dogs even rescued a PTSD service animal who was then abused by its owner. And uh, I've got video in the course where I slow it down and talk about animal communication. That's the first lecture. The next one is called the human energy field because we as humans are, are also putting off a vibe, you know? It's electromagnetic and there's other forms of that. So I'll go through the cutting edge science and recommend some documentaries because the third video explains the anxious predator response. Here's what happens in, in how pet therapy and emotional support animals and service animals for PTSD goes wrong. And that is, if someone takes their dog in public and they have PTSD and they have anxiety in certain situations, they're trying to bring their dog to it, to the uh, situation, like say going to Lowe's or going to usually not a grocery store, but maybe traveling on an airplane or in public or shopping, whatever you're trying to do. Well, the dog knows your emotional state. They're way smarter and intuitive with this stuff than we are. They're very connected. And uh, that's why the second lecture will really educate you on how some of that might be working in the animal kingdom. So that by the time you get to the the third lecture on the anxious predator response, you'll really understand that if you're anxious with your dog in public, then your dog recognizes that you're not in a mindset to be the alpha, to be the dominant. You can't keep yourself safe. You can't keep the dog safe. You're acting like an anxious, uh, you know, submissive animal. And therefore, your animal will naturally step up to be the alpha because you're not being the alpha when you are anxious. And there's no lying to the animal kingdom. You can't fake it. You can't cover it up. You can't avoid it like it's such a classic symptom of PTSD. Your animal knows best in that situation. And therefore, your PTSD service animal gets aggressive. Why are they aggressive? Because you're anxious and you're not being dominant. And so that leads into the fourth lecture called Real Pet Therapy. Because if you recognize what I've told you so far and you really understand that your dog knows your emotional state, then that sets up the opportunity for you to actually really use your dog as a therapy animal to help you with your emotional state because you have to practice genuine calm in their presence. presence. If you have bad PTSD, how many minutes out of the day do you think you actually practice a genuine calm presence? Not very many, right? Some people, not at all. So if you know someone that's been traumatized, maybe a car wreck or a veteran or whatever, any kind of trauma, there's so much happening in the world, right? It can even be medical trauma that they won't leave the house. They don't want to talk to a therapist. They don't want to try medications or maybe they've tried all that stuff and it doesn't work. Their body still feels very anxious, but they like pets or might be open to it then send them a link to this podcast or go to ptsdacademy.com and look at 
the on-demand section. That's where all of our video courses are organized. I finally got the website done. I got an outstanding IT guy to help me, and we're migrating over to the Amazon web servers as we speak to make it fast. So it's taken me a while to get this far, but it was worth the wait, ladies and gentlemen. So send them the link to PTSD therapy or the sex therapy course that I uploaded. You know, for those people that are suffering but that refuse traditional care, if they, they don't want to go see a counselor or something. And I think many times their instincts are very right. As I've discovered, talking about the past and the pain keeps us stuck there. And that's why PTSD Academy courses and podcasts have no trauma stories whatsoever in any of the content. It is a safe place to go learn. You're not going to see anything uh, cheap or disturbing you know trauma is cheap and, and it sells headlines but you know if you really are the genuine article then you don't need to use trauma stories and examples to teach PTSD recovery and hope and living a life that you're happy with after terrible things have happened in the same way that uh, curse words and being filthy is really cheap and easy for a comedian right but the best comedians don't cuss have you ever noticed that? And so if you're intelligent enough to leave curse words and filth out of your comedy routine, you're much better comedian than the other people who go for the cheap stuff that's just an easy laugh. And of course, I like boyhood humor and I get in a mood to watch that stuff sometimes too. But folks, with the pandemic and being a PTSD psychiatrist flying out for a deployment tomorrow, I don't need any more trauma stories. So how was I ever gonna scale a website to help a million people if, if we were just all talking about our trauma stories, that sounds horrible, right? That would be creating the worst job for myself on the planet, and I would burn out. In fact, I'm already burned out listening to trauma stories. They hold us in the past. They keep us focused on we, what we don't want. And all of my research since I was a child and trauma happened to me has led me to the point to realize that the three things that we need to create the life we want so that our positive mindset will actually stick, I rarely ever had all aligned at the same time. Number one is a positive uh, energy. So feeling happiness, feeling joy in your body. You need that. But most people will pray and talk about their problems and solutions when they're upset um, and keep it all you know, stuffed down when they're feeling happy. You know, and that's the wrong way to do it. When you're upset you, is the time to write your intention journal because the second thing you need to make it stick is very specific intentions of what you want in your life. And the third thing is gratitude as if you already have it. So if you're upset or know someone that has trauma, send them the pet therapy link. It can be the first step to get them activated. And there's quite a bit of research for behavioral activation for those that are not doing anything, not leaving the house, not getting off the couch. You know, one of the worst cases of PTSD I saw was a poor veteran that had his spinal cord injured and he couldn't walk very well. And he just sat on the floor in his uh, bedroom with a pistol nearby and kept all the lights off because he was in a bad neighborhood and would hear gunshots. And if he put his trash out by the road, people would try to break in. He could hear him at the handles of the door because they thought he was away. And so he had, he would literally have to wait till he heard the trash truck coming to avoid people trying to break in his house. So he was in a very real threat, plus he had PTSD, plus he was vulnerable because he couldn't fight well as normal. He was just never leaving the house. 
Well, if you want to get better, if you want to get up off of your floor, sometimes pets are the best thing. You can't trust people, right? That's why you're there. So trust me enough to check out that video course at ptstacademy.com. The course also goes into legal considerations so I can walk through the requirements from a very broad, high-level perspective of what you need to do to be able to take your pet anywhere. And it wraps up with dog video analysis where I show a couple of my dogs. One is the PTSD therapy dog himself interacting and we study the, the um, behavior and communication to give you a very practical, tangible uh, take-home lessons. And what I can promise you is if you'll go through the whole course and study it and hear me out, that from the time you're done with that course, you won't see pets and animals and think of the animal kingdom in quite the same way. They're very tuned into us. It doesn't have to be a dog that's your pet therapist, but they will encourage you with the, with the help and education of this class I made to practice genuine peace and calm. And if you're going to create that happiness, you need that. You need to feel it in your body. You need to have specific intentions, exactly laying out what you want. And you need to med meditate on that like a prayer and generate a, a feeling of gratitude as if you already have what you want. When you line up all three of those things at the same time, that's when you get, begin to create it. If you don't believe me, then take it from the best-selling author. I believe it's Joe Dispenza's book. I could be wrong about the author, but it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Listen to that audiobook in your car, and they'll walk through the science of it for you. I'm not here to convince you of it, just to lay out some resources for you and things that I found helpful for me and my patients. So good luck with pet therapy, and I just love animals. They're amazing, and uh, I'm, I study reflexology and teach now the anatomy and physiology portion of my wife's board certification online class. And when a pet is licking your hands or your feet, hey, man, you're getting free reflexology. So there's a lot of that kind of knowledge built into this course to keep it fun and interesting for you guys. Well, that's it for today's podcast. You take care and good luck.